This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy freaking Monday. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? It is the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt here on the Props YouTube channel with a podcast immediately following us here on a Monday. Dave, what a weekend, man. You had a weekend. I had a weekend. Sports had a weekend. How are you on this Monday? Man, I'm fired up. You're coming in hot. I love it when you come in. <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Get everybody fired up for the show. Um, yeah, great weekend. I mean, you know, both just in locally for us and, and what happened here this weekend, what went between the concerts at the place and all this stuff getting ready for March. All these teams losing on Saturday. Are you kidding me? I mean, that was it. Two of them were favorites, though, right? Like two, two of the teams that won were. Favorites. Yeah, but one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and ten had never lost in the AP on a single day in the history of college basketball. Can't believe they all played at the same time. <laughs> like, I don't. How many times do they all have a game on the same day? I mean, on a Saturday in February, all the time. Yeah, all the I time. Guess so 140, 146 Sunday. games on Saturday, Dave. Yeah, but some of them play on Sunday too. Some of them ranked teams. True. So, but more often than not, late in the year, that the, they want that Saturday window that they oh, want yeah. their, their yeah, TV windows. And it was an incredible day, uh, on incredible weekend. Real. How was the the softball tournament though? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Um, you know, I didn't know. I, 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 you know, Friday night we were supposed to. We were talking about going, and then it became like, all right, look. Well, she don't want to drive. I don't want to drive. I said, well, if I'm driving, we're leaving in the morning. And yeah. I said, if you get up. You know, the, the weekend we can go. 4.30 in the morning, knock on the door, check, are you up? And I was like, yep, I'm up. I really wasn't up. And I was like, no, oh, she, she wants to go. When your kid, as they get older, parents will understand this. When they want to hang out with you, you pretty much drop everything you're doing. So I was like, let's go watch some softball. Threw a little bag in the car. We didn't even have a room. We told Jessica, book us a room for Saturday night because we're going. Wire it. Yeah. We spent 12 hours. At the field, we we stayed until the last game was over Saturday night. We jumped around from field to field to field to field and um, crashed at the hotel, had the breakfast down in the lobby, watched a bunch of little kids getting ready for their own softball tournaments, which we were a part of. So many times I talked to a couple parents, 10U and 12U girls. Wow. Playing in a travel tournament in Palm Springs. And I told the one dad, I'm like, he was dressed from top to bottom. He looked like one of the assistant coaches in his firecracker, you know, coaching gear. And I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm just telling you now, enjoy the ride while it lasts because it's over in a flash. You're going to go broke doing this. You're making memories (laughs) for years. Whether your kid plays college softball or not, I can't tell you it's going to happen or not. But enjoy the memories and enjoy the ride. of He had a baby in a stroller. Oh my! I was thinking, oh boy, he's got two daughters and one in a stroller, you know. And I was thinking, this is me. This is this is me. And the little one 
has no desire to be around softball ever because she grew up at the fields. Oh, uh, yeah. As a kid, she's like, I don't want to do this. But yep. it was great, man. I saw Oklahoma play um, twice in person and was like, they went 5-0 and on the weekend. They're the odds-on favorite at books that are offering it. They're going to be very difficult to beat come May at the Women's College World Series. Worth the sprinkle now? Well, the price is only going to come down. There's only two teams in their conference that are actually capable of beating them, uh, Baylor and Texas. So Oklahoma, I mean, they're going to be hosting a super regional and, and hosting and being a home team in these things. Huge. We, we saw, I can't tell you how many walk-offs of really good teams, like because the home team just had the last at bat. They were tie games and they get to an international tiebreaker. And then the home team wins. I mean, Kylie was great. Like, we're literally studying the game. We're sitting there taking notes in a program. My program is marked up with different notes and this and that. Circle this picture. Because if there's ever lines or we can help make lines, we will. But I'm telling you, come <laughs> regionals and super regionals when this stuff is available. Yeah. We're going to have a pretty good feel for exactly what it should be, what it is, and if there's betting opportunities or not. Plus, we're just going to be rooting for certain teams. I mean, like, I fell in love more with UCLA watching them in person, but Kylie went the other way. She's like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm rooting against them a little bit because they <laughs> seem a little bit too confident. And like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's that's the program, right? That's like yes. Duke, right? It's the yes. program. It's, it's yes. like the if you were upper echelon, blue blood, you know, Four star, five star. You were recruited by everyone. You pick UCLA because it's UCLA. <laughs> Every person there was there to watch those games. You mm -hmm. want to talk about a buzz and you watching like college women athletes getting their autographs nonstop to little girls and stuff. It was it was so awesome to see. And then. It's the biggest. I, don't you agree, though, after after seeing that and watching that, that that's a gambling market potential for books? There's, there's not even it's not even close. Like, right. There was this is at a ball big league dreams. We have one here in Vegas where the replicas of the of the actual stadiums. So there's a Fenway Park. There's a Wrigley Field. There's a Dodger Stadium. They actually look like that in the outfield and stuff. And, and that's what so they, they play on these fields. It's just, it's I mean, we've had tournaments there. There's adult leagues there. It's all kind of things. There was almost 100,000 people there over the four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tickets were 35 a day okay. to get in. Okay. So, like, they made money. They're, it's a revenue-generated sport. And if they ever catch on with this professional league, there's going to be lines on it. Yeah, I, I just I, – I struggle with professional softball. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's the same thing with the WNBA. There is a connection to your university. There's a connection to your alma mater. There's a connection to your region where like, look at LSU for gymnastics or Auburn for gymnastics, right? Yeah. If you had a professional gymnastics league in America, you wouldn't draw 10,000 people to it. Like they just wouldn't, they wouldn't show up, but that's the problem. But Auburn and LSU Auburn, uh, there was a gymnast. I saw the highlight on Twitter over the weekend. There was an Auburn gymnast, who broke the record for the most difficult dismount points wise in NCAA history. Jeez. Yeah. It was on the, it was on the uneven bars and she did this like ridiculous, like half twist gainer three. Like was an, and then she stuck it like bang, like nailed the landing. And so she was, but the place went crazy. Like there were so many people live done who 
I'm sure some of our audience knows who that is. Liv Dunn is the most, uh, she is the highest revenue generating female athlete in the NCAA. LSU gymnast, junior, drop dead gorgeous, does like American Eagle, does soft drink ads. Like her Instagram is ridiculous. She has like, I think she has like 5 million followers in total on all of her social. Yeah. And she, her, 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 uh, her name and likeness deal is, is the, the largest in all of college sports right now. And so she's a draw people drive. Like literally you'll see people, she'll retweet people's like, I drove five hours to watch live done perform for LSU. And like that wouldn't, if live done became a professional gymnast, I don't think that would be the same draw, the same pull, but I think women's softball, mm-hmm. women's gymnastics, women's basketball, like college sports for women Man, is that a market for gambling right now? Man, that, that, that's a huge revenue opportunity. I think people want to see a spotlight. And if a book can find the experts, that's probably the problem, right? Finding someone who actually knows oh, enough about the game. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big part of it. I mean, you know, last week was was at the USFL draft, trying to figure <laughs> out, make heads or tails of that. Talk about experts and trying to make lines. I think. The gambling will bring in the male audience yeah. that is needed. The female audience is there. I watched right. little kids wait in line for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour just to get an autograph on a softball of someone that they may not or may not uh may or may not know who they are, but they know they play softball for UCLA. Right. And now they're gonna follow them on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. And they're helping them build this following as far as bringing actionable money to the table and actually betting on it. It's a whole different story. And I think it's a whole different market, but I think if you combine the two, the product is great. You can sit and watch a softball game in less than two hours yeah, and you can see some well-played really competitive stuff. Were you there for the triple play, by the way, we were on the other field. The place went nuts. (laughs) So on, on, on her um, Instagram, it was like, Daddy, that was a triple play they just did and showed it to me. And I was like, oh, because it went nuts and it kept them within a 2-1 game. Right. So, But I mean, the thing that has to be brought up and somebody on the on the, uh, wrote this, I forget who, the, the person's handle on Twitter, but I made mean, a great point. These are shorter Bates Pass with a bigger oh, ball. It's like two t- feet. It's the, so fast. The second baseman, the turn oh, fantastic. was, I, I was like in all the footwork. I was like, that turn was sick. Like the third baseman it's, just catches it, steps on third, easy. The throw to second, step on second, easy. But the turn to get the runner at first is the play that I was like, holy crap. That was an unbelievable play to get the triple play. I'm an absolute um maniac like coaching these kids and, and and when something like that happens i we we turn a triple play once and i joked that you guys are gonna have to pick me up off the floor of the dugout i get so excited <laughs> because it's so hard to do it's yeah. it has to be the perfect storm it has to be a rocket to third it has to be a perfect throw to second and it has to be a below average ideally runner to first because 60 feet, everything, a two hopper to short, the shortstop has to charge and get the out at first. Like these things are made to look so easy when they're when they're done right. It's hard. Everything's yeah. fast. The product, though, is is, is excellent. I, I think anyone is going to be games on the SEC network, the Pac-12 network. There's there's now, you know, weekends where you can watch six college softball games. Mm. And I mean, I got to meet 
again, in person, I know her, but like uh, Jen Schroeder, she's at Jen Schroeder on Twitter. She's a, one of the faces of ESPN coverage on softball. And she was there interviewing kids for the women's college world series footage that they're going to do. They do a podcast called seven innings podcast. Oh, wow. And I was like, Jen, what is the plan for Oklahoma city? And she's like, well, I don't know yet, but I'm going to be a part of the coverage hopefully. So between her and Amanda Scarbo and all these and, and Holly Rowe. Yeah. They're doing she's great. Big. Yeah. They're doing great things for these girls. And like, I keep telling Kylie, she's in her freshman year of college. I'm like, listen, I don't know where this is going to be in four years when you're done with school. You should definitely keep a part of this and keep, you know, oh, yeah. doing this because I think there's going to be opportunities that we don't know exist right now. Oh, I agree. And we've talked off air about it. We, we have a, a friend who's a longtime bookmaker who brought his daughter into the business who she's now working for him and she's now heavily involved in making lines and, and being a part of it. And if you know it, if you play it, I mean, like I just mentioned, there's going to be jobs because the book is going to say, well, we don't have anybody who actually knows this stuff. And it's like, hi, I know this stuff. Like, yeah. I can help you. My my dad's a 25-year bookmaker. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can help you guys in this, you know, it's a niche market, but there's a lot of niche markets. I mean, hell, ping pong is still going on in certain books. So why not have somebody yeah. out there who can make lines for softball? So it could be that that's something to watch. Absolutely. It's, it's a really, it's it's definitely a cool thing to take a look at it for sure. Yeah, uh, with with the future. All right. So Chris Abbott from Cool Bets coming on at 1030. So we're going to get him. He hit a twenty five thousand dollar progressive while he was here over the weekend going to I don't know. He, he, he was everywhere. His Twitter account was crazy. He was at Metallica. He was at the Knights game. I don't know what he didn't do while he was here over the weekend. And he took away a profit, too. He came out on the green. So after all that, so hell of a way you come in, go to all that and you walk out up. Yeah. Props to that guy. So he's coming on from cool yeah. bet at, at 1030. Doug Franz may stop by. Okay. He's he's going to be at the Diamondbacks facility. If, if he can find a, a place to do it and come on to talk about, well, where we're going to start with today in Kyler Murray's agent. Essentially, it's a ransom note. Like what his agent wrote today was basically like, you better pay my client. If you don't pay my client. Well, we may not be around here for very long. And uh, what do you do? If you're the book, what do you do about this? Because this feels like a holdout. This feels like Kyler Murray not showing up and maybe Kyler Murray, maybe not playing this year for the Cardinals. Um, I mean, you don't do anything immediately in the book. You just kind of sit and wait. And, um, I haven't read it yet. Um, I got a text and then I saw it in the rundown and I was like, all right, cool. Um, it basically I'll says Kyler Murray loves you as the fans. Kyler Murray wants to be, a part of the Cardinals, but the Cardinals have to show him that they want him long-term by committing to the two-time pro bowler with what we want, which is essentially a bag. They want three, four years. They want 40 million, probably somewhere in that range. Like they want to get paid. Um, That's what agents do, right? That's, I mean, like, but it's really petty with this whole thing. Like first he un he deletes all of the Cardinal stuff. And then the Cardinals delete all the Kyler Murray stuff. And then now here we are with the agent. This is all very public when it should be behind the scenes. Should it not? It's not like this guy, it, this he's 24 years old. Yeah. Like Rogers and Brady can do the public crap, right? Because they got the fan base on their sides. They got the jewelry on their fingers. They got the MVP trophies. They actually can go public and put pressure on the team. You're 24 years old. Like, and I know you're great. I know you're really talented, but you're a headache right now. You haven't won a playoff game, have you? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you have to know 
your audience in these situations. And that's on the agent too. Like, right. what are you doing, man? Like maybe the agents a little bit inexperienced. I don't know whose agent is. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, according to Doug, and this is why I wanted to bring Doug on. If you remember the first time we brought him on, Doug was talking a lot about the fact that Kyler is a child. Yeah. That he is mm -hmm. very immature and that he is very much about like me, 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 me. Yep. So nothing's being done without Kyler's approval. And it, I mean, his agent, obviously you handpick your agent based upon the way you want to be represented. So clearly he was okay with this coming out in this way, but the, the, the letter is all in caps, which is really weird. It's, wow, it's a, really, he wrote the whole thing in caps and it's just, I don't know. I read it twice and I was like, if I'm a Cardinal fan, this turns me off pretty fast. Like this doesn't. That was the next question. How do yeah. you think Cardinal fans react to this? This turns me off. This doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy for Kyler Murray. I, I don't feel like Kyler is going to be winning the popularity contest. No one likes to say, no one likes an athlete to basically say, shut up and pay me. Like I, I want to make this much money. You owe me. So I think people generally turn are turned off by contract negotiations, but I think they're also turned off when you're talking out of both sides of your mouth saying, I'm a team player. I'm this, I'm that I want to be here, but I only want to be here. If you give me a big bag and right. pay me and pay me what I think how I'm you, owed. How do you think that plays in the locker room? I mean, for the quarterback, you need other people right. to make your life easier and to make the team successful. And yeah, I guess I, my answer that with that would be, I, I think mean, Doug could probably answer this better than I becomes on because how, how loud is JJ Watts voice in the locker room? Cause if JJ has got a pretty big voice, if he's come in in a very short period of time has kind of grabbed a hold of the leadership role, I think veterans get pissed off at this and they go, man, you're going to get paid. Like they're going to take care of you. Like what, what, what are you afraid of that? They're not going to pay you millions. Like, what do you want? You're fighting over five more million, 10 more million. Like what's, what's going to make you ultimately happy because, you know, JJ Watt's been in the league for a long time. He's never won a championship, you know, new Hopkins, same thing. He's been in the league a long time, never won a championship. There's all these guys who are like, we don't go anywhere unless you're part of this team. Like you're our quarterback. You need it like is, telling other guys to take pay cuts. Like you need to take the pay cut because look at other teams who have been very successful teams that have to overpay their young quarterback suck. <laughs> like they, they suck. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's counteractive. It, it's counterproductive for what you're trying to do. You got to have an offensive line first and foremost. You got to have a million. You got to build a team. Yeah. Like how many millions do you need? And unfortunately it feels like Kyler is one of the guys who is going to say, well, if I'm getting paid whatever, you know, top five money, we win. Eh, okay. But I get mine. Yeah, that's that's not going to fly with the fan. It's just not. Nope. I mean, I know this. I mean, I, I again, I lived there in the five years that I lived there. I mean, there's still games being blacked out. <laughs> you know, they were still playing at Sun Devil Stadium. Right. Um, it's an apathetic um, – fan base there's a lot to do in arizona right they don't win eh, okay like they don't want a guy uh, i can guarantee until they win once you get that pass like you said you can say whatever you want it's hard to say that for the first is he, is he still on the rookie contract yeah. is this what he's worried about yeah it's his last year this is his last season on the rookie. It's a game. hard thing for those guys. Like it's a hard thing when when you. But he's a two-time Pro Bowler. Like you know he's getting paid. 
It's just at what level are you getting paid? You may not be getting paid from Arizona. Well, okay. And and, and maybe that's you know what he, he wants. Has to understand that. Maybe that's what he wants though. Maybe right. he wants out. Maybe yeah. the maybe he really doesn't like Cliff. I mean, if Kingsbury did bench him, right? If if he did say go in and he told him no, I'm not going in, and then Kingsbury's like, fine, I'm done with you. Like if that actually happens, if that relationship is severed then yeah maybe there is a way of forcing maybe he is trying to force his way out maybe he does want to play somewhere else or maybe he's trying to force them to get rid of kingsbury or that too yeah man who do you i would pick murray over kingsbury personally but how the cardinals as an organization how do you want to see that because now you're giving that guy a whole lot of power who writes checks man if he's yeah if he's pushing out the head coach but again i'm not the biggest of Cliff, cliff kingsbury fans so I think he, you know, he, he failed upwards into the job. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that, that's hard to do. All right. But before we get to Chris Abbott here and bring him on talking about his trip to Vegas, I want to get your take on the, the James Harden story. You're wearing the, you're wearing the hat. You got yep. the Sixers hat on Yep. triple double two and oh, yep. Sixer fans are playing in the parade. <laughs> How do you feel? I mean, should they be, I mean, what, what do you make? Because the, the level of, of interest in, in, in Twitter, going bonkers over this pick and roll Joel Embiid and James Harden connection is pretty high right now. It is. It's, it's very exciting, but I think not exactly planning the parade, but making arrangements to be there maybe because <laughs> they're Philly fans. They won't even allow themselves to totally like get all the way in because they know it usually ends up in disappointment. I love it. I personally I've been rooting for this team now for a couple of years. I think Embiid is the MVP. And now he's got a guy who's complicit, makes him better, makes the team better, looks like he wants to be there. Um, they're going to get a lot of free throws like they did yesterday against the Knicks. That's fine. I think they can play defense. I think they can do a lot of things. The East is going to be a minefield getting there. It, it's no shoe in that they're even going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, if the season ended today, they're the third seed. Um, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Bucks. Cleveland's pretty good this year. And the odds-on favorite is still the Nets. It's still the Brooklyn Nets. We don't even know who the Nets are. I mean, we haven't seen them all play together yet. So when Durant gets back, do they just flip the switch yes. and come it from the sixth seed and win yes. the whole thing? yes. <laughs> they win the East, no question. I still think they win the East. I, 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 I just think I still am going to maintain that the Seth Curry throw-in is going to be a monster deal come the playoffs. More so it, than Simmons. Yeah, my, I, because I, I, I think Simmons is. I mean, what is he going to do? He's going to be a point forward. He's going to be a rebounder. He's going to be, you know. Defender. Sure. Yeah, defender. I mean, I don't know. He he's he's obviously a very talented basketball player. So I can't say it's a nothing burger that they've got Ben Simmons, but Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and a shooter like Seth Curry, I think that's money. I really I think that's oh, a really it's very good, it's a really I mean, good, good, good even weapon. Your Celtics, like the Celtics yeah. been the hottest team in basketball. It's in the last it's fool's gold. I, I'm not I I, oh, I won't let myself really? I think it's fool's gold. I do. I I I think it's they're too talented to suck. So I like the fact that they're out of the playing game at the moment, but yeah. I just look what happened yesterday. I mean, they get absolutely throttled by the Pacers and I mean, Kendrick Perkins on ESPN after the game called it the worst loss in Celtics history, which is like, 
what? Come on. <laughs> it's a regular season game in February, but he said it was because re- the team was doing so well. It looked so did so much momentum going into that game. And then they just completely fell apart. Welcome I mean, to the NBA. I mean, right. Well, I mean, speaking of that, the Warriors were 61 and oh, leading by 20 points or more. That? 61 and oh, leading by 20 plus points. The lead got to 21 against the Mavericks and they lost the game outright yesterday. It's Yikes. incredible. It's it's another example of this in-game stuff is is gigantic because I mean not only could you have taken 18 and a half. Yep. That team. I took 15. Right. As it starts to come down, you go, you know what? I'm just gonna take a little shot on the money line just because I was on the under. I mean, I, I bet the under in the game, so I was right. watching it. So I was on 219, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, as long as the Warriors don't score, I'm going to be okay. Or if the Mavericks, they don't score, I'm going to be okay. They both can't score. And literally for, I think it was like six minutes, the Warriors had 94 points they didn't and it score. didn't move. It just didn't move. It was insanity. It was like, how is this possible? Because Curry was on the bench. They really weren't running any offense. They were just sort of like, you know, they thought it was over. And then the Mavericks just sort of slowly, but surely Got a couple of threes, a couple of three-point plays. They started playing defense. And the lead, once the lead got to 12, it was like they could do this. Like they met. And then once they got the lead, it was like the building started to do like the <gasps> moment. Just, like they couldn't believe that, like, we're gonna lose this game. Yeah. Like we were up by 21 points and we're gonna lose this game outright. Forget covering, we're gonna lose. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was watching the the highlights and then I actually watched uh, the fourth quarter, like the, the comeback replay late at night after everybody went to sleep and I kind of fell asleep to it. But um, it just goes to show you, like I thought the East was going to be all discombobulated and teams could beat teams in a series and it's going to be the most competitive playoff series ever. All of a sudden in the Western Conference now, which we thought we had Phoenix is just, you know, punch their ticket. They're going to Chris Paul gets hurt. They, they lose a couple games. Golden state pulls a 20 point lead. Here comes Memphis. Here comes. Oh yeah. By the way, the nuggets, all they do is win right now. Like there's a lot of things happening in the West. I think the NBA playoffs, if there's no baseball, oh. NBA playoff handle is going to be through the roof because it's going to be competitive and compelling. They went over on ESPN yesterday. They went over the West and like, I kind of had to take a double take on it because they made some decent points. Cause you and I have been talking about so long about how elite the Western conference teams are and how there's, you know, a bunch of, I mean, I have a bet on the Suns to win it all at plus 400 and plus 500. One of the two, I got to check the ticket, but I think it was maybe 500, but I was loving the Suns. And then like they've lost back-to-back games. They're one and two without Chris Paul. They won at Oklahoma city right at the all-star break. But since the two home games, Pelicans, and then yesterday, they didn't look good. The jazz are coming on really strong. You didn't mention Utah with what they're looking like right now. They're playing incredibly well and they're doing their thing. So we've got the jazz. We've got the Western conference that is now looking more and more like the Eastern conference where we could see a five, four seed go and win the whole darn thing. I mean, the Lakers are irrelevant. They're done. So it's, I don't know, man, it is, it is wild to watch the NBA right now. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. All right. Let's bring Chris Abbott on here. He's the head of North America for cool bet. He was here in Vegas. He's been kind enough to give us a couple of minutes to tell us the story (laughs) of his trip here to Vegas. Chris, how are you? Matt and Dave. Good to have you. 
Yeah, good to see your guys' faces, especially you, Matt. Boys, I mean, um, uh, first of all, so impressed by what you guys have done here in the, you know, I'll say short time, but you're becoming a staple now. So good work. I appreciate that. December 13th. We haven't been going on for that long, but we've been, it feels like we've been doing it. it, feels like it. Yeah, it feels like we would do, we've been doing longer. All right. So, I mean, you have to tell the story here to us. I mean, you had a hell of a weekend. What, what, why were you here, I guess, first to, to start with that? What was the reason for the trip? Yeah, I did have a hell of a weekend. Well, as you guys know, like it's Vegas is a place I like to scoot off to every now and again. I live in Toronto downtown, so um, it's pretty cold here. Uh, not that it's warm, not that it's warm in Las Vegas right now, but it's a lot nicer than it is uh, in Canada. So, um, you know, I, I go every few months, uh, sometimes a couple of times a month. It just so happens for whatever's uh, whatever's going on. So, um, so. <laughs> My friend lives in a place called St. John's, Newfoundland. You guys are East Coasters. You've probably heard of Newfoundland Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah. I got um, family up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a long way for him to go to Vegas. But uh, there's a guy who plays for the Colorado Avalanche. His name is Alex Newhook. And he's from St. John's. And uh, my friend Steve actually used to be his coach. He's friends with his dad. So initially it was, it was you know, all the boys are going to head to Vegas to watch Alex play in the NHL, which is super cool. Uh, so we booked the trip in like November. Uh, people dropped out for this, that, the other reason. Eventually it's just me and my friend Steve who are still going. And uh, so we're like, well, he's like, you're still going to go? I'm like, yeah, I'm still going to go. Because as soon as I heard we were going, I found out Metallica was on the Friday night. So it was, you know, boys weekend, Metallica, hockey game, some gambling. So that's that's what it was supposed to be. And that's what it was. So in between, okay, you get to go. By the way, you look fantastic. I love that you cleaned it up. It's, it's tight. So I know you had a good weekend. Um, Friday's the concert. Saturday's the game. Okay, you got plans. But as fate would have it, in between in Vegas, you find things to do, whether it's at the club, at the casino, in the book, okay? And I got the text Saturday, are you in a book? And I was like, no, I'm actually in Palm Springs because we were. I had made plans that I was going to meet you Saturday. I can't believe I didn't meet you Saturday <laughs> because what happened to you on Saturday? Well, it was early Saturday. It was Friday night after the Metallica concert. So we um, we generally stay at Caesars Properties. By the way, we're we're completely open to status matching. If anybody watching wants to talk to us about that, um, good job out of you. But but just you know, I just got to lay that down. Um, but so we always play when we're playing table games. We like to play Ultimate Texas Hold'em, Mississippi Stud, uh, some three card poker. And anyone who's been to the Caesars properties, you know they've got the running. Um, progressive jackpots, right? If you get a, your first five cards or a Royal or a straight flush or a four of a kind or whatever. So last time I was there around the NHL all-star game, I hit, you know, one of the four, I hit the four of a kind bonus and I got, you know, it was 2,200 jackpot then, you know, on Mississippi stud. So it was about that again on the table, you know, 4,300. I was pretty pumped. I don't play big stakes, you know, right. five, 10, whatever the minimum is, maybe you progress a little bit. Um, so that was great. That was awesome. And when that happened, we kind of, you know, we kind of made a deal that said, you know, if we ever, we ever get one of those progressives, we'll go 70, 30, right. If it's one of us or the other, and just, you know, make a deal with each other. So, love it. um, you know, we play them and, and you always get the four card sweat never, ever happens, never, ever happens. So after the Metallica concert, so anyone who ever, who's ever tried to leave Allegiant stadium after a big event knows that it ain't easy. Right. <laughs> so, I got a tip from an Uber driver one time who was like, don't go out the main door with everybody else. He's like, go around the back, walk in the other direction. 
So we do. And there's a Holiday Inn Express over by the Crazy Horse, people who oh, know the yeah. area. Right. So we got a new people who know Vegas. Yeah. That's Polaris. So it's Polaris, it's Polaris right behind that, right behind the stadium. Is yeah, stadium. exactly. So yeah. we walk in that direction, which not a lot of people do that they might now uh, grabbed an Uber, got right back to the strip. And I heard people took them hours. It was for us. It was straight like right away. Look at you. Uh, yeah. So that was my first win. So we walk in, we get to planet Hollywood and he's like, you know what? You've won the night. No matter what happens, everything is great from here on in. And he's like, ah, he's like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go up to bed. And I'm like, I, yeah, we'll go play a couple of hands. Right. So, um, everything's blocked. It's Friday night. It's planet Hollywood. The place is jumping, but not a lot of people play Mississippi stud. So there's this lonely Mississippi stud table, um, in the corner, which actually they had moved it from its previous position. The last time I had been there, I guess, cause it wasn't getting the play, even though it was in a high traffic area, that table is now a blackjack table. So it kind of just, it all kind of made me laugh. And so we're playing Mississippi stud and anyone, you know, I hope people know the game. You get two cards and the dealer turns three cards over, Five card poker hand variations, you get paid. Um, I wake up with a seven nine suited. Um, so to play the game, you've got to put up another bet to see uh, the next card. You know, straight flush, seven nine suited, not great cards in that game, you play it. So I put up my $10, uh, which was my ante. And then you got to pay at least 10 to see the rest. So put up 10, it's the jack of hearts. All right, okay, cool. We're alive. It's never going to happen, but you know, I got a flush draw, I got a straight draw, I got push cards, I got a pay card. Next card's the ten of hearts. Oh, this is just foolish. I mean, it's not going to happen. So everyone who's been at a table knows what you do now. You're just like, ah, oh, come on, eight of hearts, come on, eight of hearts, and you're like, ah, oh, well, maybe you know, even still, you know, even if it's the queen of hearts up top, we get the straight flush on the community card bonus, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. Eight of hearts, eight of hearts, and she flips it over, and it's the eight of hearts, and I shit you not. We were just like, you can swear, it's fine. <laughs> we were stunned. We were completely stunned. And uh, the progressive at the time was it was twenty one nine. So, oh. um, yeah, won that. <laughs> twenty one dimes. Did, did did that wipe? I'm assuming you guys left. You know, you had some fun with it, but did you leave in the green? I mean, when you went to oh, one thousand, I'm yeah, assuming yeah, that the whole trip yeah. and everything else is paid for. Yeah, no, we, yeah, it was, yeah, it was profitable. Um, but the the thing is with that game, like on the back is a hundred to one, so I had sixty dollars on like the main game, so it was another six grand. Dang. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you're up around twenty eight now, and we're trying to do the math. We're like, well, they're going to take thirty percent, but you know, uh, from the taxes off the top, which they do. But yep. you know, we're going to get this, that, and we're like, man, this is a lot of money. And of course, we're Canadian, so it's even more money because our dollar is worth less than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a twenty eight thousand dollar hit, guys. A twenty eight thousand dollar hit, U.S. And um, you know that that's for me. That's uh, that's the biggest thing I've ever won. And I looked at him yesterday as we were at the airport and I was like, we caught the dragon. Now what? Uh, so that's the question. Okay. So I have seen this happen before and it's awesome. And like, what was your reaction initially? I mean, like, cause you, you know, you, you texted me, you, you tweeted. <laughs> so like, there's not a big yell. There's not a big high five chest bump or is there? And then two, what do you do after? Because <laughs> so. everybody's like, you're going to the club, you're going to make it rain and all this other stuff. And then you tweeted, you went back and had some peanut m and <laughs> It was beautiful. That's why I was like, he's got to be on the show. So oh, tell yeah. everybody the reaction, yeah. one, and then two, what you did after. Because you were going to the Avalanche Knights game Saturday night. Plans didn't change, still went to the game. 
Yeah, we were exhausted, honestly, when we were at the table. So I'm sure that played a, a um, part of it. I hadn't had a drink because Thursday night I had gotten shit-faced at New York, New York. Yep. We were at the piano bar until they threw us out. And we did the thing after where we're talking to the performers, you know, oh. Joey and Chris. You guys are so great. Like, can't wait to come back. Like, uh, best ever. You know, man, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. Yeah. So, which the boy, the boys are awesome, by the way. Uh, we do go see, but anyway, drank a ton. So Friday, I was a bag of shit. Like if I didn't have Metallica tickets, I might've just stayed at the hotel. So we were really tired. So when it happened, there was two other guys playing besides. So there's four players at the table, the dealer and, and, and whatever it happens. And I obviously I'm like, Holy, f-, you know, yeah. we won. And then I'm like, I'm doing the math again because I had seven, nine and it was like, I was like seven, eight, nine shit. Like it won. And then my, but my buddy, Steve, who was with me, he's like beating on my shoulder. He's like, holy fuck. Holy fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> you know? And we get up and then you know, there's a big hug and I sit back down and I'm like, man, that just erased everything I ever lost in Las Vegas. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I, I think I got to do the accounting. It's pretty close actually. Yeah. But you know, it was fantastic. And then, yeah. So here's the kicker that I forgot to put into this story for a while. Three, there's three of us playing, right? Guy in spot one, we're down at the last two spots. This kid rolls over with the $50 bill, right? At a $10 Mississippi table. I'm like, Oh dude, he's not even going to be able to play. Like he can't play a full hand with 50 bucks. And how I, you know, you're sitting there, you've seen it before guys sit down. They're like, Oh, this isn't blackjack. And then they're, you know, they don't know what to do. So he sits down with the 50 bucks. He plays. He's got 40 out. He ends up with a push hand. So he gets the money back. I think it was his second hand that this happened. And he sat before me. So if he doesn't sit down and play. Oh, you don't get the cards. I don't get don't the cards. Out. I don't get no. the cards. And the kid was not playing the envy. He wasn't playing the progressive. So everyone else at the table won 1500 bucks as well on the envy. But the kid wasn't playing. And I look at my buddy. Oh. I'm like, we got we to pay the kid. Did you really? Yeah, we paid the kid. We gave Look him, at gave you. Him, gave him a few hundred bucks, man. Good and he job. Was tick, he was tickled pink. Like, you know, you get, you know, kids come to Vegas. They don't, they don't have money, right? So, you know, he, he was like, well, you know, so he's got a story now too. But yeah, he doesn't know that uh, he, he yeah. changed our lives too. <laughs> you got his business. If he ever comes to Canada, cool bets. He's going to be using cool bet from here on out. Yeah. My gosh. But yeah, Dave, to answer your question, and I know I'm rambling because it was, it was such a series of events, but the the dealers the, the the and then of course they're paying it out so then there's people like milling around right and all this yeah. like what are you doing you know steak and lobster you got you want to the the soup asked me he's like do you want a limo to the strip club he's like you know and i was like um we played i think we played two more hands at minimum bet <laughs> and uh and i look at my buddy i'm like what are we doing here we're good so i went to the cage i got a check and fucked off back to the hotel <laughs> and and i i was hungry and i look at the mini bar and i'm like i, I do not care how much this fiji water and box of m&ms are 21 dollars combined just, yeah. so, just to, yep. but easy, uh easy i i ate it and uh and went to bed and then like i woke up in the morning and uh, really had to stop and think was this one of those times where i dreamt that i won the money Cause we've all done that too, only to wake up and realize, you know, oh. you know, it didn't happen. So 
yeah, boys, it's pretty good. So then this morning I'm just like paying off bills and I'm going, to, I'm getting laser eye surgery. I'm getting laser eye surgery next Monday. Sweet. Do it up. So, good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty well, cool. So be, before we let you go, and the story is incredible. I, I, I want to ask you one, one thing that you, because I got into a big argument with a couple of Canadians during the playoffs about the atmosphere at the Golden Knights. And they're big Montreal guys. Dave does work with them on sports grid. And they were telling me all about how the bell center and everything else. And I said, look, I've never been, I've never been been to the bell center. I've been to a bunch of, you know, hockey rinks in the NHL grew up in Boston. What about the atmosphere? Cause you were, you were pretty impressed with comparing it to other atmospheres that you saw in the NHL. What was that game like? Cause that's the avalanche is a pretty big game coming here to Vegas. Yeah. So I've not been to a playoff game at the Bell Center, but I've been to the regular season games there. And it's it's great atmosphere. I mean, just watching those jerseys skate around the ice is historic, right? And the fans are very passionate in Montreal. I saw a preseason game in Vegas this year that blew that out of the water. <laughs> and the regular season game with the Avalanche in town, man, it's unreal. And, and people around the league know this too. Like you talk to broadcasters, you talk to you know other players, other coaches. Well, we're actually talking to Alex Newhook after the game. We, I said, Alex, like you played everywhere. You played in Chicago, which probably isn't as raucous as it was a few years ago now. But I'm like, is there anything like this as a player? He goes, no, man. He was like, you know, they when they went up two to one, our bench was vibrating. You know, it was it was. <laughs> and then they and scored two goals in 10 seconds. It was bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, not the Avalanche. When the, when the Golden Knights went up. Right. They right, went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and he said, it's it's unreal. You know, it's just, and if, if you haven't been to Las Vegas to watch the Golden Knights play, uh, you got to do it. And I'm sure the playoffs are just something else altogether. But I think it's the production. I think, I think there's a couple of things to it. First of all, it's not all tourists at the game. So the local hockey crowd is awesome. Yep. Right. That's, that's done. That's, that's how it is. But I, I always say this when I go to Las Vegas, everyone's there has the same MO. Everybody's there having fun. Yeah. Everyone's letting loose. But, you know, the, the people, obviously the people who worked in the entertainment industry, um, in-game experience is so important. And whether it's the music at the whistles, whether it's the promotions, whether it's the volume, whether it's the lights, whatever, uh, they got to figure it out at T-Mobile Arena. Because when you're in the stadium, in the bowl, like it's there's nothing fancy about it. Hmm. You know, it's, um, it's two bowls. It's, it's, you know, it's nice. It's very nice. Good sight is lines. It, is, it, um, is it as good as Maple Leafs? I mean, you know, I know you're, you're a Toronto guy. So the Knights are going to challenge in the West, and I know you're a hockey guy. Is this the year that the Leafs are actually going to win a playoff series, Chris? Or so on my did, did you did you see what they did the other night? Yes. Uh, on my I'm at so I'm I'm walking into T-Mobile and I'm I've got the Leafs minus one and a half and they're up seven two after two. So I, I'm like, oh, cash that ticket. You know, I'll spend that money on the 50-50 or the 51-49, by the way, in Las Vegas. Right, right. right. And, and uh, my buddy texts me, he goes, you see the score? I'm like, what? He goes, it's 8-7. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? I'm like, are you kidding me? Anyway, they end up winning 10-7, cash the bet. But, 17 goals. And, and it was 7-2, so there was eight goals in the third period. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And anyway, well, in-game but, algorithm can figure that out, by the way. None. I think it broke our site. Um, and, but the Leafs are playing the hits. They're playing the hits. I saw a really good tweet about them that says um, the Maple Leafs are a really good team with some great players who are at their worst in the biggest moments. And um, that, that's it. And, on, and from just like if you want to break it down from a hockey perspective, really good forward group, good goaltending, 
below average defense, which is not going to get mm. it done for you in the playoffs. And right. when they play, when they play teams that are bigger, stronger, the Calgary's, the Las Vegas, um, gosh, St. Louis, uh, they generally end up losing. So no, this will not be the year the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. I will eat this uh, wireless mouse if they do. <laughs> Chris, you great. whatever you want now, man. Yeah, seriously, right? Congratulations. I think I on the way. Yeah. Congratulations, man! Amazing story. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. We'll catch up with you down the line. All right. Uh, thanks for having me on, fellas. Great to talk to you. That is Chris Abbott, the head of North America for Cool Bet here on the Bostonian versus the book on props. What a story. 28k like for for decades and don't get a pop like that he walked in and 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 he was gonna go to bed and then he stayed and this this kid shows up with a 50 dollar bill in between them and gets the cards and he breaks off some for that kid you know the 50 dollar bill is in the book that's i mean there's guys that won't touch a 50 dollar bill you try to give them change really 50 oh it's bad luck 50s bad luck. You in a casino. I did not know that. A $50 bill on a table is a bad luck bill. Bad luck on a table, bad luck in a book. There's Vegas residents. I've become that way. I don't even put a 50 in my money. Like somebody tries to give me change at Walmart. What's the problem? I have no idea. Google it. You'll see. There's, I mean, but if you're you're doing it, so you don't have any reason besides people tell you that it's bad luck. So you just assume it's bad luck. Is this like 13 on, in, in, on a, for a floor in a hotel? Yes. Can't have a 13th floor? Yes. It's a, it's a gambling thing forever because. Weird. Um, who's on the $50 bill? What president is on a $50 bill? Oh, gosh. That's how far Gl- back. Glover Cleveland, right? Who's, who, no, who uh, is on? I don't know. The 50. But that's why. That's why it started. Is because he had bad luck. I believe he was assassinated or something. So <laughs> what? Now it's. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the stories. If you give a horse player a fifty dollar bill and change, literally. Wait, oh, President Grant. Okay, Ulysses S. Grant. Okay, is on the fifty. Yeah. So bad luck, and a guy shows up with a fifty, and and he wins. You know, twenty seven, twenty eight thousand has the you know, pays for the trip all the trips ever. Like I can't wait for him to come back because he's buying dinner now. I'm gonna I'm gonna bury him with that one. He'd be like, yeah, Chris, you're buying. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was. I don't see anything that would lead me to believe that Grant should be bad news. I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, he was. I mean, he was a good guy. He was involved in the Civil War, and um. I don't know. This is a very odd tradition that I don't understand. I know in the book, we didn't have a slot for fifties. So I couldn't stand any writer that gets a $50 bill. You have to actually find a spot for like in stores that puts it under the tray, the fifties. Yep. So, and and in a lot of stores, you know, you don't keep hundreds in a casino. There's a slot in Vegas. There's a slot for hundreds at the, at the convenience stores. Everybody walks around with hundreds, but there's no spot for the fifties because there's only five. So it's a hundreds, twenties, so, tens, fives, and ones. Let so me, the fifties were an annoyance and bad luck in a book. We hated them. So let me read this to you. So this is from Wikipedia, obviously, but on April 14th, 1865, five days after Grant's victory, a Potomox. He attended a cabinet meeting in Washington. Lincoln invited him and his wife to Ford's theater, but they declined for upon his wife, Julia's urging they had planned to travel to Philadelphia. 
and a conspiracy that also targeted top cabinet members in one last effort to topple the union. Lincoln was fatally shot by John Wilkes Booth at that theater and died the next morning. Many, including Grant himself, thought he had been the target of the plot. And during the subsequent trial, the government tried to prove that Grant had been stalked by Booth's conspirator, Michael O'Loughlin. I don't understand why the 50 is a bad, a bad bet or is bad luck. Gamblers are weird. Mish wrote an article <laughs> about it um, a while back. And, right. Um, I think uh, I think Todd might have written an article about it, too, because, yeah, he quoted me on. It. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just in a casino. If you walk in with a 50, watch the reaction. Of the person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to load up on 50s and piss people off. This will be fun. You definitely will. <laughs> go over it's coming. Start throwing, start throwing 50s around. Don't start winning. Send Teresa in to bet with the 50. Please. Oh, I want, to, I want that to her. Yeah, that would mean. You but, go in and do it at yeah. Rampart or, or, or Red Rock and see, see the reaction. They'll be like, oh, man, this guy's a 50. Wow. There we go. All right. Interesting. Let up on 50 and piss off the table. That could be, that could be something fun to do on a Saturday night here in <laughs> Vegas. See the reaction to people doing this. All right. Let's get some college basketball here before we get to some other things, including the prop of the day and better to book it. All right. My boys in Providence. Did you see what these, what these Yahoo's crazies did on Saturday night? I did not. Oh my goodness gracious. Not only did they whip the Blue Jays, like I said, they would. Yes. Okay, I said it was a coordination. wasn't going to be a game. They absolutely yes. blasted. They won so badly that Greg McDermott and company, they walked off the court. They shook hands and allowed the, mad- the madness to go down. They're down by 20. Coach Mack walks over to Ed Cooley, congratulates him, gives him a hug, just congratulations. He said, we're getting out of here, guys. Go have a party. Uh, all you. Total class move was was super cool. Providence fans really appreciated it. Let the you know let the Jays get out. It did a quick handshake line and then get out. And they went bonkers. They rushed the court. They filled the entire court. Ed Cooley gets on the microphone. He starts yelling to everybody about family, about this is us. This is what we've done. He's a Providence dude. Providence wins their first ever regular season championship. They do it in such amazing fashion. They're playing Taylor Swift like crazy. It's their theme song now. They're trying to get Taylor Swift to go ahead and play there next season, which would be super cool if she does that because it's their anthem. If you don't like Providence, you hate fun. This team is, I, I'm buying a Providence hat, Dave. I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I am in on Providence. When the, when the dance starts, I'm buying Providence hats. You'll see me during the dance. I'm all in on these kids. On these kids. They're so fun. Can it last into... March in neutral sites. Can you bring that sort of energy fun? They got to win. They got to yeah. get past the first weekend. To I think they can in the dance. I think, I think they can in the dance. Cause that's when this, the, the, the tight games really helps because they won't panic because tournament games normally to win that sub regional, you're going to have to win a close hard fought game. The first game, they're going to be a three or a four seed. If they win the biggest tournament, that might be a two seed, but They'll win that first game pretty easily. And then the second game is the one that I'll be I'll be curious to see. Okay, can they win that in advance? I just I do not want them to be like a three seed and get beat by a 14. Uh oh, be but terrible. It would be terrible. Okay, and everyone will dance on their grave. Oh. It'll be, it'll just I, I don't want to see it on Twitter. I don't want to see the gambling hate, you know, that will come at it. People are gonna hate bet against them the entire time, being like this team blows everyone. Oh, I, I just I don't know. I've I still can't figure out everyone I've asked this question to, and you might be able to tell me how does Ken Palm quantify luck? 
Oh, I have no idea. How does he do this? Because this is this is what everyone says that Ken Palm has them as the luckiest team in America. Yeah. So well, I mean, how do we quantify I'll, luck? I'll reach out to Ken Palm and see if he'll come on the show. Okay, Ken, let's do it. Ken Palm might come on the show and he'll be able to tell us exactly how he quantifies luck because I don't know how he does it. I have I have no idea. I don't know how you do it in the book. I just know that they keep winning. They keep covering. They just keep. <laughs> At some point, you you know, if you can't beat him, you join him. And I think, you know, ideally the books are going to – I don't know what's going to happen in a Big East tournament. I have no idea. But I'm going to tell you right now, based on their resume and what they have done, and like you said, Coleman, these, you know, big-time situations, anything can happen. We've been punched in the mouth. They've been down a lot in games and come mm. back and won. Yep, big. 17 points to Butler. They go and have mm-hmm. – a successful meaning get to the final. If they lose a tough game in the final to to in the Big East, okay. God forbid they win this thing. What is everybody gonna say? What is gambling gonna Twitter gonna say if they go to MSG and win the Big East tournament? Well, they're gonna have a shitload of fans there. I tell you that right now. Wait. I mean, they did the last time they were in the final. I mean, right. I was there for it. I mean, it was it was Providence versus Big versus Creighton, and. It was to 2014. I can't believe it was seven years ago, but wow. or eight years eight years ago. But yeah, that, that was the last time they were in the Big East final. And I can tell you right now, it was like 80% Providence fans. And Ed Cooley won the game by nine points. It never really was close. And I mean, Ed Cooley just kind of has Coach Mac's number. Like Coach Mac has St. John's and Mike Anderson's number. Just certain coaches just have certain guys' numbers. And Ed Cooley's got Greg McDermott's number. And if they play, I'll be so curious to see how the bracket's going to shape up because we don't know yet how the bracket's going to be. We just know Providence is the one seed, but there's all sorts of things. UConn beat Georgetown over the weekend. We know Georgetown's the last. I mean, they haven't won a Big East game, so I mean, they're obviously going to be the the bottom seed. But it's you know, it's all kind of this week's going to dictate kind of where the seeding is. So I want to see the draw because Nova's the odds-on favorite as they should be with Jay Wright in their experience. But UConn, I don't think Jeff Dawson's wrong. I mean, if you want to talk about a team that you want to go off the, not off the beaten path, but you don't want to bet the favorite, you want to bet someone kind of on the third or four line, yeah. UConn's a great bet. I, I I think UConn's a phenomenal play to win the Big East tournament. When do those lines come out, by the way? When do tournament lines, do they wait for the regular season to end and then they put it out? I know the Westgate, I'm sorry, I know the circuit's got it right now, but for everybody else. Pretty much till, pretty much till right before the tournament. It's it's it's, uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's very frustrating. But again, to put the numbers up and not know the actual draw matchup, the draw yeah. is tough um, because it's so close. Like it's you know, if this team doesn't play this team until the final, they should be this. If they do play in the semi, then only one of them can win. Let's boost the odds up on here. Not knowing that ahead of time. I mean, you put them up now and you keep the limits a little lower and it's fine. But, I mean, it's frustrating for betters. And we used to get asked this all the time. Hey, can I bet this? No, you can't. I mean, like, we would wait. And it probably was to the detriment of volume and handle. Right. But we felt more confident in the numbers. If you're just trying to get that handle and that volume and you're okay with maybe you're going to get caught sleeping on a couple numbers, that's fine. So I think you have. Two different approaches you can take is the book. Providence plays Villanova tomorrow. Correct. 3.30 our yep. time. Mm-hmm. What means nothing? hell do you make the line? 
Nova by four? Oh, I think higher. Okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. That's it, it means I mean. nothing like, to Providence. The game does not mean a, it means something mean anything to, to Villanova. Uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of them securing the two seed, I mean, UConn's okay, coming so right. They up. need to win to get to two. I believe that's correct. UConn, I think, is a game behind them. So if they were to lose that game and UConn would win their last game, UConn plays Creighton at Creighton, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, let's see here. UConn plays Tuesday. Do they play Tuesday? Or they play Wednesday. They play at Creighton, I believe, this week. Okay, yeah, they don't play Tuesday. So I just have Tuesday schedule pulled up. Um that's one of those ones it's hard to make the line. And I think, you know, it might give people some momentum. They play, uh, yeah, they play Wednesday at Creighton and then they play Saturday home against DePaul. Okay. Remember that this is the problem with the COVID thing for Villanova. They aren't going to make up a bunch of games. So they play Tuesday and I believe they're done. They will sit, which is a weird thing. They're going to sit. I believe that their schedule is over or they're not going to make up games. So that was the part of the reason why this game against Nova means nothing. Okay. They'll play one less game than everybody else, which is a little, maybe a little unfair, but okay. (laughs) Interesting to see how Providence plays that game tomorrow. I would agree. That might, I think they play. I think they go balls out. I think they play hard. I really do. I I think that they'll play it. No rest. I think they'll take people out early if they see it, but I think for at least three quarters of that game, they'll play it straight up. Like they're going after a W mm. they hate those guys. I mean, I mean the Providence is, is the Duke. I mean, uh, Nova's the Duke of the big East and they don't recruit. They hand pick and you yeah. got Jay, Wright. You got this great looking coach. You've yeah. got all this swag. You got the Philadelphia versus Providence. You get this, my small little Providence friars, they don't like Nova. <laughs> so right. I think they'll, they'll play it straight up for at least three quarters of the game. If they're down by 10, they'll pull the dogs and say, forget it. Like we don't need it. It's no, you know, we're not getting, although Dunham may not play. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sit Dunham because they need him healthy for the tournament. So they may not play everybody, but I think hard, they will play hard. Hard to bet that one pregame. hundred percent, hundred percent. Almost almost impossible to bet that thing pregame to be quite almost honest. impossible to make yeah. a number pregame. Yeah. Like that's one of them ones I think, um, you know, you get the Ken Palm number and you go, okay, you get your own number and you go, okay, now what? I mean, <laughs> it's so like, we'll keep an eye on that Villanova Providence game. This thing could fly because if you put it four, they're going to lay it. If you put it eight, they're probably going to take it. I'm thinking we got to put it closer to the eight than the four <sighs> wow. because Providence is going to probably, I, I, I'm thinking, how do you get up for a game that means nothing at Villanova after that party on Saturday? Right. No, it's, it's emotional letdown central. There's no debate Ooh. there. It, it could absolutely, but I think they'll play hard. They basically may not play well, but I think right. they'll play hard for at least three quarters of that game. But yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, it's emotionally it's, that was a cathartic moment. There's a video that was really funny. It was like a guy, my age, who's bald, probably 45 years old, came out of the student section, was running laps. He was having so much fun on the court. He was just running back and forth. Everyone was like, what is this guy doing? But like he, it's just, that's what it was. It was like, if you're a Providence graduate who's been watching Providence basketball for a really long time, like I I talked about this a bit on the juice. I'm pissed off at myself because the one thing I haven't learned yet is that when I know, and it's, it's impossible to know, but like I knew that was going to be a five point cover 
that I didn't unload on that game. I should have just straight you know, up. Oh, I say this nobody knows shit thing, but there are times. Yeah, I should have. Have to just trust yourself, live yep. with the result, get all your chips on the table, and yeah, make. I should have done it. I, you I were did, talking I, about that for three days. For three days, we yep. said it. You said it on Tuesday. Talked about it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week. You were adamant about it. I did a hit on in Philly on Saturday, uh, and, and I gave them the game. I said, you know, because they 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 pump up Bostonian versus the book. And, nice. And a co-host enjoy the show. Nice. And they're like, I said, yeah. I said, Peralt's been talking about this for three days. I said, <laughs> Providence is going to blow out Creighton. They asked me for three games. And I was, I said, I was adamant about it. <laughs> I was in California. I didn't bet it myself because it was, you know, watching yep. softball. But I was like, he knew you had me convinced. I checked the number and I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the games. So the fact that you didn't do it. Again, I mean, I bet it. I mean, I bet profits right. minus five, but I just, yeah. I bet my normal, my normal, yeah. ha, you know, yeah, you know exactly. my normal bet. Yeah. I didn't go. It's the one part of gambling I need to learn. Like I just need to trust myself enough to go, all right, I'm throwing three units down in this game. Like I just, I see it. I know this team. I know the opponent. I know the home team. It's cathartic. And like, this is where you've talked about it. And I've learned this just talking to you over the years on this, that sports games like this moments happen once, like we'll never, we'll never see it again. So you, right. when you see it and you feel it and you know it, you've got to be willing to go. I have to take that shot. Like yeah. it's too good of a spot not to unload here on this play because it's everything is lining up. The stars are all in a line that it would be, it would take something really funky for it not to happen. Right. And if that funky thing happens and you get beat, you get beat. Right. The yeah. Rick, if you do this, if you, if you vary from the discipline, which I mean, I give you credit because a lot of guys can't keep that discipline is to not do this once a week. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, right. It's like, you know, yeah. Once every couple of months. Yeah. This right. Is, this is a three unit play. This is, oh, well, this, this game, you can talk yourself into it being that Haley's Comet moment. This is, this was Haley's Comet. This was, yeah. you talked about it. You saw it. You knew it. I was surprised at the number. When I saw the number, I thought I it was stunned. I was stunned. I was like, five? I, Are you freaking kidding me? I, I said it on the juice. I was like, this number's wrong. Okay, I'll tell you right now, this number is a wrong number. I don't always say that because I'm right. still relatively new into questioning a bookmaker, so I'm yeah. not further along yeah. that I can actually look at a bookmaker and say, that's a shit line. But Providence mi minus five was a joke. I was like, this, I'm like guys, I, come on now. I mean, I they're without believe. their best player. Like, he's not right. playing. <laughs> and, and and you knew how that was going to impact yeah. the team. So when I saw it less than two baskets, I was like, wait a second. This can't be. What is the kid playing? That's the first thing <laughs> right, I thought. Right. I was almost texting you saying, wait, yeah. is that kid playing or not? But it was really early in the morning. Yeah. I was driving. I'm like, I'm not bothering him at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, um, but I was like, wait, that, that that's, that's light. So yeah. when you see those. Again, you got to trust your your judgment, trust your numbers, and just kind of you know push in. Even if it's double your unit play, and get comfortable with that, they don't always win. But when they right. do, it just feels better. Like you got you took advantage of the situation that was there. Which again, as the gambler, that's kind of what you have to do in the book. The book does that, right? You put Take a, a line position and you leave it 
and you let people bet it and it's 89% on one side, they don't always win for the book, but they win more than they don't. And that's what you got to do as a better. That's a good point. Okay, before we get to a couple other things here, I want to make a quick announcement because this is going to happen for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. So this week is all the little guy. This is the little guy tournament. It is. So we get the Ohio Valley. We get the Atlantic Sun. We get the Missouri Valley. We get the Northeast Conference. All of these conference tournaments, they start tomorrow. Not all of them, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the show. Dave and I are going to contest against each other. We're going to make picks, sides only, on every game, every day in college basketball, and we're going to keep track. I don't know what we do for a record. My thought is we buy each other. Whoever wins, whoever loses, buys the other person a hat. That's my first okay. thought, is that the loser buys a hat to the other person, and that could be like the ceremonial hat you wear, and you're like, this is when I beat you type of thing. Right. So so we'll have that as like the, like the coronation type of hat. So that's my first gut. We haven't discussed this, but if you're cool with that, I think that could be a fun bet. It's either that or buy you a sleeve of balls or a box of balls for your for your. I don't want. I don't need golf balls. The only golf balls I've gotten the buy. I I got two. No, nah, I don't need golf balls. I'm okay. good on that. Right. I'd rather wear a hat on the show for to to beat you and have a victorious Bostonian hat that says this is where I beat Dave making bets. Right. <laughs> I'd rather have that and, and pull that out whenever we're arguing over over sides and I'm just like, "Hey, here's my hat. Remember yeah, remember this? Hat. Remember yeah. this? Yeah. Remember this hat? Remember we did this yeah. back when we went head to head on games?" So yeah. By my count, I think there's eight tournaments. So tomorrow we're talking to our friends from Win from, from WinBet and, and Lindemann's coming on tomorrow. So Thank uh we'll we'll get him to come on and, and give us his thoughts on these games. Cause I think tomorrow there's five games tomorrow. Oh boy. In these really? smaller, in smaller conference games. And some of them are like I've never watched a single game of these teams. So it's going to be fun. It's it's almost blindly betting sides and, and, and picking on which side we're going to go on. And you can't just, I'm going to make you pick first sometimes. It can't just be me because then you can't oh, say, well, no, I'm going to go against you. Alternate. Oh yeah. 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 You're like, well, you're on the dog. So I'm on the favorite. No, we're not doing that game. Oh so. no, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. I, uh, even know how to, I don't even know where some of these schools are located <laughs> geographically. Which is the whole point. Right. Yes, I would agree. Which is absolutely the, the, the in, entire whole point. Um, so tonight, Wyoming is 13 and 0 at home tonight. They're catching two points from San Diego State tonight. We got awesome. a we got a 13 and 0 Wyoming team at home. Man. And we got them as a home dog against San Diego State tonight. Sold, right? I mean, what you're going to pick it to lose now? Right. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I, I'm going to go down with the ship if they're going to lose, they're going to beat me. You know, I'm going to be on that side. 13 and 0. Yep. Straight up. Not ATS, but straight up. Yeah. We're getting two. Yep. We can lose by one. Yep. I'm good with that. Right? That's so, the that's the fishiest so this line. line. Flip. This is weird. It's Why? a fishy line. This is the fishiest line on the board tonight, in my opinion. And I looked at it and I was like, wait, what? Wyoming's catching points? Man, oh man. Yeah, normally I'd be I'd be like, oh, something's up. You got to bet San Diego State. I'm not doing it. I'm and San Diego State is four and six straight up on the road. It's not like Somebody. they're road killers. They, they, I mean, they're four and six. Somebody not playing? I don't know. Wyoming, 13-0 at home straight up. Wyoming has, I mean, they beat Nevada by 13 in their last game at home. They beat Air Force by 
eight in the, in the game before that at home, beat Utah state by two at home, beat Boise by seven at home, San Diego state last time state already. Say again. Have they played they, San Diego State already? Uh, e, let me see. Dude. Wait, at uh, San Diego State. Because this is all. Nope, this is their first time playing them. Oh, weird. Wow. This is the first time playing San Diego State. And they haven't played them. time playing them. Yeah, because it's a Mountain West, so it's funky. So it's a Mountain West one-off. So this is hard. Like So at this point in the season, most of the games are rematches, right? You don't yeah. have first-time games playing now. It's a hard number to make. Um, and I guess, I mean, San Diego State on brand recognition, but you tell me Wyoming's 13-0 and at home and they're dogs. Again, sometimes the numbers are just wrong. I mean, and, and <laughs> this might be one where it should be Wyoming minus two and let them bet the dog. Because right now, I mean, it's San Diego State minus two. As the book, you're probably only getting sharp quote, wise guy money on the dog. I'd rather be on the dog and let them let the public and everybody bet San Diego State plus two. I don't know. Uh, I'll be interested to see where this line closes. Don't be surprised to see it go down and and close that pick mm. or flip. Like, I'd be quick to flip this one. I take a bet on Wyoming from anybody that, you know, is kind of knows it. Respect it. Boom. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, let's go flip this thing. Make Wyoming minus one, one and a half immediately. Yeah. It's weird to me. I I don't know. It's, it's the strangest line. I, I, I haven't bet it yet, but I, it's like screaming at me going like home dog, home dog, home dog. That's 13 and oh, and like, what do the books know that I don't know here that San Diego state is, they don't know nothing here. laying too. like, this is, I don't know. It's the numbers are Creighton is a five point dog. True. Providence. It's true. As good as those games are. Yeah. You know, but, but then again, um, the Arkansas game would lead me to come back on the other side because did you see that beat? Unbelievable. I, I, <laughs> I had two. I, was like, oh. I laid two. Okay. I thought I laid one and a half. I laid two. I had to actually, I watched it and I was like, oh shit, that's going to be a big three for somebody. And it went down, he banks it in. I'm like, oh, Man, I went on the hook. That's I, I got lucky, and I went back into my app, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you son of a bitch!" I was right. like, "I pushed." I was like, "I thought I had one and a half for some stupid reason. I thought I was actually good to go there, and I wasn't good to go. I, I pushed, but everybody who bet it late laid two and a half, it's and it beat everybody. It's unbelievable how those meaningless baskets, like in the actual winning and losing the game, come to mean something. And I saw it in the highlights. And it was one of those ones where I just started laughing because I'm like, oh, I bet that swung a lot of money on that basket. So it might get to the point where, yeah, you, you, you'd you want to flip, but I, I don't think so. I like Wyoming. So I guess we're having YouTube problems. So I apologize if you guys are watching on Twitter. Twitter's still rolling, so we're still on. So we're still up. Okay. Twitter's still going, but I guess we, we had a YouTube freeze for whatever reason. So um, we'll we'll recalculate the whole video and put it up on YouTube. So you guys, if you miss any part of the show, we can put it back up again. So you guys nice. will have it. So um, that's the first time we've ever had a YouTube issue. So maybe it's on their end and on, on our end on that. Uh, one quick question for you before yep. we get to the bet prep prop of the day. So the Denver Nuggets have won six straight games. Yes, the Denver Nuggets currently are having a 15-year low for television ratings right now. Yep. They're not – that the market doesn't care. 
People are claiming it's because we have devalued the regular season so much that Denver fans are only going to pay attention once the Denver Nuggets make the postseason, which they will, and they'll be most likely avoiding the play-in game if they keep playing the way that they're playing. But if you're the NBA, are you concerned that a market like that, that's so sports crazy, is not paying attention to one of the hotter teams in the league? I don't think so. I mean, you know the Avalanche are there. And right. They're a hockey town. I mean, like, the Avalanche are the favorite right. to win the Stanley Cup. If you're deciding between the two to devote your time to, you're watching the Avalanche. You're in with the Avalanche. I think... But you got the reigning MVP on your team. I know. That's the hard part, right? Like, Denver, by by losing Murray last year and then having a really ugly kind of playoff exit, despite the fact that Jokic won the MVP, maybe teams are like, yeah, but they're not going to beat Golden State. Yeah, hmm. but they're not going to beat Phoenix. So it is devalued as far as the regular season goes. I mean, real fans are going to be real fans anyway. Fans like winning. Wait until the Knights are below 500. We'll see it here. I saw it in Pittsburgh. You saw it in Boston. You're fans, but eh, you don't watch the games nearly as much when they're not competitive. They can't say the Nuggets know. are not competitive. Because they win. So, yeah, but people still watch the game. I mean, even, I mean, when the teams stink, they watch the game on TV more, I think, because they just don't go to the games as much because they don't want to shell out the money to go, but they're still paying attention. Like, I don't know. The Nuggets are one of the better teams, the hottest team in the West right now. The one six straight games. I know. And and no one's watching it. I mean, like, I'm not going as far as some people on Twitter were saying, like, it's time to move the, like, why don't you move the Nuggets to Vegas? And I was like, no, I'm like, you're not going to move it out of Denver. It's a major market. Like that would be moronic to do that, but it still is frustrating. I think if I'm a Nuggets fan or if I'm somebody who, who, who really likes basketball in that market to kind of go, wait, what's going on? I mean, when they, they're getting healthier and the, they're going to get fully, you know, Porter's coming back. So we're going to have Porter Jr. back for the postseason. He could be back next week for them. So they've got him coming back one, six straight games. They've got Jokic. I don't get it. I mean, I that's a fun basketball team. It's a, it's a very fun basketball team and a competitive basketball team. So I don't know. I, I mean, without talking to somebody and actually probably going to reach out to somebody that I know that lives in Denver to ask him, um, uh, my buddy Holden Kushner, he'll he'll be able to tell me kind of what's going on because he's kind of doing, you know, multiple sports and stuff right. like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't uh, – I, I mean – if I'm a book, maybe I got to put a better price on Denver to get some Denver Nuggets money right now. Mm. Maybe in in Denver, you mean? I mean, in Colorado? Yeah, yeah, to get some action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's some apathy, if, if people aren't watching, they're not betting, as we know, exactly. right? Exactly. If they aren't watching, they're not betting. So there's no. just not a lot of that. That's a, that's a problem. That's a scary. That's a scary thing. If I'm if I'm a book, they're going. Wait a minute, it's basketball season. And no one's betting basketball. No one's watching basketball. Uh oh. Yeah. Like that's, not good. that's. I mean, I know they're all on Aaron Rodgers' watch for for the for the Broncos. I get that, but oof, oh, that's interesting. All right, Colorado one kick- beat Arizona too. By the way, over the weekend, college basketball. Oh, that's right. Huge upset. Yeah, it killed them. Beat them by 13 points, right? Yeah. Whipped them. So Buffaloes are still, yeah. And CSU too. I mean, Colorado State's going to make some noise in the dance. Watch watch that. Okay. All right. Well, one kicker story because I thought of you when this happened. So yesterday, this report comes out. A Vegas police officer. Unbelievable. This is a police officer. Has been arrested for robbing the sports book at the Rio. 
He's also a suspect in two other robberies for sports books. Yeah. This is crazy. This is a cop stealing and robbing from the sports book at the Rio. I know you have seen stories like this, but on your rate in your Vegas scale of crazy, where does this one rank? Oh, it's right up there. This is, this is, this is right up there. You saw it um, being at the Palms every day. You start to see the routine and you're like, wait a second, this would be so easy to, to, <laughs> to do. Well, I mean, this guy's a, you know, a, a cop. He can observe after two days and go, all right, this guy's this routine. This is this and that, whatever. I feel bad because of, it's probably, you know, in desperation of some sort of problem. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to rob a casino. I've never been in the book while it's been robbed, but like the M got robbed twice while I was working there, both at night. I was one of the openers. And I thought at the time, if any point anybody comes in here with a motorcycle helmet and wants this money, I'm throwing the bag at them, walking <laughs> to them from the casino. Here you go. <laughs> leave me alone. Or if I was behind the counter, and there were times behind the counter, I had a million dollars in cash in my drawer. If somebody came over and said, give me the money, I would open a drawer, throw the key, say, take what you want, leave me alone. And they kind of tell you that when you work in a casino, don't be a hero. It mm. ain't your money. Don't. There's no need to escalate anything. Um, I've been in a casino when there's been, you know, bad things happening. Yeah. And you know, they shut it down. There's there's a cop robbing that I, I it's a movie. It's an absolute movie. I saw it last night and I said it's Jessica. And I guess we've been here too long. She's like, Do you know the guy? And I was like, no, I, I don't <laughs> Do you know the guy? <laughs> That's the first thing she said to me. Do you know the guy? And I'm like, um, I don't I don't think so. I'll I'll ask. Like, because I know some people that work at almost every book in town. Right. And I'll get the story. We'll get the real story. But no was my initial answer to her. And I was pretty excited that I did. Seriously. I, on what percentage do people, not that we want to talk about this as being like in the positive, but how often do people get away with robbing sports books in Vegas? Um, Like two out of 10? They Well, I mean, the problem is they do it more than once when they're successful. Like this guy, this yeah. is, this is the third time he's being, he, they now right. have two other robberies where they're suspecting him of doing the same thing. Yes. You, you lose, lose when you're, you, you do it successfully, then you do it again, or you get caught the first time you do it. Mm. I have been, <laughs> I, I was part of one where, I mean, literally somebody came in dressed like a fake cop. Like they, because they said that somebody got robbed outside. We just paid somebody. They withdrew money out of their account. Then a fake cop came in and said, "Oh, he just got robbed." So like, he just got robbed. Who are you? You look like you got this at the costume store. <laughs> probably did. He probably <laughs> did. But that guy ended up, you know, being a a, a Billy Walters runner to try wow. to take the money, and then he ended up getting charges pressed against him because they found them and. He's lucky uh -oh. he didn't end up in the desert. He ended up in jail. But I saw the whole thing happen. I'm like, what are you guys, what is going on? I think it happens probably way more than anyone would care to say. Oh, okay. And um, I don't think it's successful all the time. But I think there have been 
stuff happen. You know, I mean, go back and Google it. Like the South Point got hit in the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Rock, obviously. Um, Aliante. It's attempted, not only saying it's successful, but I mean, you got to be careful where you put the book. There's, there's a way to and from the cage every day. I mean, there's a path I used to, I could, I could walk it right. I could go to the golden nugget and walk it now. And I worked there in 2004 to 2009. Wow. That's how long ago it was. I walked the same way every morning for four years. <laughs> I could do it in my sleep blindfolded past this cage, past this, you know, craps table around up the ramp right to the book. So there's a routine that's set. They can see it too. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Time now for the betprep.com prop of the day. So this went three, and zero last week, yeah. they're on a hot streak last week on the show. So they were hitting this. So here we go again with another one from our friends at betprep.com. They are rolling with Carl Anthony Towns over 21 and a half points tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. This is his only meeting this year. He ended up with 21 points against Cleveland, eight of nine from the field, but he scored 22 or more points in all 13 of the last 13 games against a team with a winning record, 22 or more points in eight of the last nine after a loss. T-Wolves lost their last game. 22-plus or more points in 67 of his last 83 games on the road. That's 80% for Carl Anthony Towns. And scoring 22 points or more in 55 of his last 68, again, 80% when his team is favored to win. They are favored tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers by three points on the road. How do you feel about Carl Anthony Towns? Over 21.5 points tonight. What's the price? Minus 118. At Fandle. Oh, that's not bad. Um, that would be the book telling you it's probably a little more coin flip than maybe those numbers would indicate. I like it. I mean, let's let's ride it. They've been hot. I love riding a hot hand. Yep. You know, in the in the book, I used to do it all the time. When a guy got hot and started giving me information and, and his plays were good, I'd try to get on his side. Let's get on the bed prep side, ride Carl Anthony Towns over. Um, the total in the game is low, mm. 18, not low, but comparatively, right. We're starting to see totals be adjusted now, right? There's a lot of two thirty mm-hmm. pluses when there's a game in San Antonio, Memphis is two thirty seven and a half, <laughs> probably score close to 300 in that game. I mean, the job probably has 40 of it. Right. Exactly. Um, I like it. We'll go, we'll go with it tonight. All right, time now for bet it or book it. My plays against Dave. Book it means Dave likes it for the book. Bet it, he likes my side. Welcome to CLV Society, Dave. All three of these bets have moved in my favor. I know. We're going first bet, hockey, Toronto, and Washington. We referenced it with Chris Abbott there a little bit here. I bet over six goals last night between these two teams. Toronto had... 17 goals scored in their last game. Washington's been a little sluggish here, but I think they can put some goals here against Toronto. They're not playing any defense for the last five. We've gone over this number for the Maple Leafs betting or booking over six goals for Toronto. I got minus 120 last night. It's already six and a half minus 120 at certain books right now. Would you lay minus 120? Yep. Six over a quarter. 
that the books that stayed on six, there's a couple six over thirties and the other ones just moved to six and a half went under. Um, I would need my head examined if I said book it right now with this <laughs> Toronto team. Washington leads me to believe that the game is going to go under. Okay. They got to get the goaltending. The Toronto gives them up. I, I, we're not betting under in the Toronto game. Although on the road, I mean, like they, they just played Minnesota tight three, one game, but that's because the wild play that way though. That, I, I looked at that, but the wild was yeah. the game that was tight and the other four have gone way over, way over. Yeah. We're betting it. We can't, we can't, we can't at worst. It's four to two. That's my, my pick is it's a four, two game, one side of the other. So at worst we're pushing. Well, I think that, I mean, you know, we kind of buried the lead, but I mean, Toronto's a road favorite. Washington can win this game easily. Yeah. And I, this is not, I, I don't trust the Maple Leafs. You heard Chris say it. I mean, he's, he's a hockey guy. He's up there in that part of the country. He knows what Toronto is. Toronto knows what Toronto is. I, I don't, I don't like them laying juice on the road. I think Washington Home dog. the game. Yeah. Home dog in Washington. Not, not bad. All right. Two college basketball plays again, CLV society. <laughs> Baylor on the road. I laid one and a half last night. It's two, two and a half. Now Baylor, this is the smallest number. One and a half is the smallest number. They've been favored. They caught two and a half points on the road at Kansas and got killed. They were a dog once this year. This is the lowest number at one and a half that Baylor's been favored all year. Texas barely beat West Virginia in their last game. I like Baylor minus one and a half betting it or booking it. I'm going to book this one. I'm going to, I'm going to take the home dog, not a fan. Um, Baylor just beat Kansas, right? Yep. By 10 at home. Mm -hmm. This is that game. This is that game. I, I'm I don't know. In, in state. It's too quick of a turnaround. Mm -mm -mm. It's Texas at home. I mean, you can win. There's no doubt. But I'm a, I'm gonna book this one. I I think um, we're gonna take we're gonna take the home. Watch the glass tonight. The, the winner of the rebounding battle wins this game. And I don't think Texas because they got a couple of injuries. Trey Mitchell's out, or I guess he's, it's personal on injury, but he's out. I I think there's a big problem in the glass here for Baylor uh, for Texas against Baylor. I think offensive go end. under it's one thirty five, one thirty four and a half. I would lean under. I mean, I like Baylor, so I'd lead under. I mean, Baylor games, they want to, I mean, they can play fast if you need them to, but they, they generally will play slower than other teams. Can we bet that this game will go into overtime? Every time somebody goes, <laughs> Baylor goes on the road, it feels like they play these tight overtime yep. games. You're going to have to sweat this thing six times, probably take six on both sides at some point during the game. It's going to be one of them ugly. I think under, and, and it's a coin flip. I'll, I'll, I'll take Texas. All right. Last game, Washington at home against UCLA. This is the hashtag CLV Society game of the night. I bet plus 10 and a half number has completely cratered. Eight, seven and a half. Now I'm on the side of the world here yeah. that UCLA laying 10 and a half was a wrong number, was a bad number. And I would agree with it. I mean, Washington's been money at home against the spread. They've been money in the Pac-12 this year. And UCLA has not been great against the number. Last time out, they looked pretty sluggish. Didn't look great. I got 10 and a half. Eight or eight's the prevailing number right now. So am I going to be trash canning this or am I going to be happy here with Washington plus 10 and a half? Oh, we're betting it. We're definitely betting. We're, 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 we like taking good numbers. And you, you've already done that job. Now we just have to win the game. 
Um, is Zhu Zhang playing? I don't know. That that's the question. It sounds like he is because I, I bet it regardless whether he plays or not, it doesn't matter to me. Ten and a half points is too many points if he plays or not. I think the number, not that he's automatically worth two points, but I think that might have been more a source of the move. It's not yep. like you're taking a ton of bets on a Monday on UCLA Washington, despite Bill Walton's best efforts to remind <laughs> everybody that the Pac-12 is the division of champions. Conference. Conference of champions. Sorry, did I get it wrong? Yeah. Yes, conference of so champions. Anyhow, um, <laughs> this will be fun because this is an 8 o'clock game, and the whole day will kind of be keyed to it as far as college basketball goes. Not discounting the Washington State-Oregon State game, but it is the game of the night as far as the last game. So you might see some more line movement on this thing, depending how your other games go. This might have our biggest CLV Society trash can move um, in recent history. Wow. What's the closing number? Five? Six. It might be Ooh. six. If, if, if Zhang don't play and they know um, – they might pile on. Man, and you then, tell me, I don't know. That's if, if it closes at six, I very well might try to middle it. I don't know. That yeah. would be that would be interesting if I could go ahead and I'll just lay the six with UCLA. That's but, four and a half points of value. Uh, uh, hey, if it closes eight, seven and a half, seven, or even six, if Washington gets out to a quick lead, it's a good point. Yeah, well, I'll wait. Yeah, and then come back and lay yep. three, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> if, if if it's if like ten, five, one yeah. possession again. Yeah. Now you're playing with you know that's that's the cards you want to be playing with. Like, yeah, but that might you be, be get that nut flush right there. You're sitting with a seven, eight point middle on all them key numbers from three to ten. That's even as good as a football middle. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'll be eyeballing that late night tonight with UCLA on the road. Ten and a half point home dog. I mean, my goodness. I was like, so going through it last night, I was like, you know, give me ten and a half points for a road dog in conference play in late February. <sighs> give me that. I don't, I don't care what the number is. I'm I'm taking that every darn day with that. And I don't I don't love UCLA either. I think they're leaking oil coming down the stretch here. So okay, cool stuff. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Man, I mean, I got a busy day ahead. I, I um, The boys at Hammer Down were texting me just now, so I'm going to go on that show. And see nice. Boys, so I'm going to tell them hello from you as well. Please um, do. But they're all I, pumped up about, about the combine. They're going to ask you about combine betting. Yeah, and I'm not even I'm telling them I'm not even watching the combine, <laughs> just so they know all that yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I'm not watching that stuff. I, I mean, I'll keep an eye on it for content purposes and stuff. But do you I, know, by the way, I, I haven't actually said, do you know how many people watch our show for our interviews? Like I'm doing the show in DC coming up later on and they're like, oh yeah, we'll just watch the show. We'll find out what you guys like. <laughs> I was like, okay. I told so you that. It's, yeah. it's really funny. It's, it's a, they watch the show to find out what we like and then they go ahead and set the interview based upon our conversation. <laughs> it makes show prep easy, right? It True. makes it easy for them and for us. It's just funny. I just, I, I, as far as I, I know you had told me that before that it happens a lot to you, but it hadn't happened to me before today. And they're like, hey, it's okay. Wait, don't worry about the games. We'll just listen to you and Dave and then we'll we'll find out what you guys like. Yeah, so, that, all right. that makes it easy. Um, no, I'm actually, so there's, there's two things in the NBA I'm looking forward to tonight. Chicago plays at Miami. Okay. Okay. They're one and two in the East. Miami's a four point favorite. I'm interested in this line. I'm interested to see how the total goes. It's 222 right now. It's really interesting to me. And then, I mean, 
I want to see how Memphis plays. I'm going to have a little bit of a window. It's kind of in the middle. Memphis is coming. Like Memphis is coming in the West. Looks like Phoenix is leaking a little bit of oil. A little. They're, a they're, little bit it's a, of oil. It's a, it's a spill. It is. <laughs> and, and, and Golden State just blew a 20-point lead. Memphis sees that. Yeah. Hears that, right? They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites now against a team that don't play no defense. Seriously. They they scored 300 points. They needed overtime over the weekend. But mm. San Antonio, uh, who they play? Washington, I think. Game ended with 300 points scored in a regular season. I think I'm the only person in, in gambling Twitter not betting Doug McDermott threes every night. Man, that thing's caught fire. Everyone's betting it. And one night, DraftKings on, I think it was Thursday of last week, DraftKings tweeted that the most heavily bet prop on the night was Doug McDermott over one and a half threes for the San Antonio. won't move the number. I was like, what the hell are we? I was like, what planet do I live on? <laughs> this kid that I started watching as a sophomore in high school, that this kid's the most heavily bet prop in the NBA on any given night. I was like, things I tweeted, I was like, things I never expected to read for 200, Alex. Like I had, it blew my mind. I was like, what? That I, I didn't see it. I hadn't heard anybody talk about it. And then I guess gambling is all gambling. Twitter is all in love with McDermott over one and a half threes. The book won't move the number. It keeps one and a half, one and a half with make it two and a half. It keeps going over. Mm. Just maybe take some under bets, but with two thirty seven and a half tonight, bet the over my God. I know. Right. Exactly. So for me, I have a personal and I have a, and a pro. So the pro I mentioned this, I so saw, I am teaching my class at UNLV today Yes, and we are doing two different things kind of simultaneously. We're talking about interviewing and we're talking about opinion. And so I'm going to do the interview on the Monmouth sports show in DC for, for the bet MGM show from the classroom. Perfect. With my kids watching. Fantastic. So they can see what a live show looks and sounds like. So they can watch the show on their computers. They'll watch the show while I'm doing it. And they can get kind of a feel for what it looks like when someone's doing a show and kind of a, a behind the scenes type of look type of thing. So we're doing that today. So that's, that's that could be wonderful or a disaster. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It could be an awesome experience or a complete failure of like, what the hell was I thinking? That was really stupid. And then the, the, the personal one is that you mentioned anytime your kid wants to spend time with you, it's really, it's, it, it's, a, it's a special time. So I can't box anymore. So we joined a new gym here in Summerlin over the weekend and I took Madeline with me to do it. And now Maddie thinks this place is the greatest thing in the world. And like, all she wants to do is go to this thing. So she's now getting really heavily into swimming. So we're taking her to her swim assessment today to find out which class she's going to go into to learn how to swim. But we'll be making multiple treks. I go to the gym all the time anyway, but now she's coming with me to the gym. So that's going to be a cool little bonding Perfect. experience for us. Uh, for her to get over there and, and and get her involved. We're still trying to find out what sport she's going to play. So we've tried a Try bunch of all. different ones. Yeah, we're just Try like kind all. of... She tends to lean towards the performance type of side of things. Yeah. So like she's in ballet and she's in dance. And so like maybe that's what she does, but like she's bored by it. She wants more action and she like has a big competitive streak. Like she wants to beat the kids in dance. And like, that doesn't work like that. Like you can't like beat a kid in dance at seven years old. So... Swimming might be what she gravitates towards. So we'll see what, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've told her like three times, like, do you want to go to the driving range? Like, do you want to come with me? Like I can, she's Both like, I don't want to sell young. Tennis. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to do that stupid thing where you're putting at windmills. I was like, no, no, no. Like real golf. She's like, what? Like a real golf ball. I'm like, yeah. And that kind of intrigued her going like, I can hit it hard. I'm like, yeah, I can hit it hard. <laughs> she was like, oh, so I saw the wheels going a little bit there. So maybe 
there may be a chance. Kids like golf program at um, Angel Park is phenomenal. They oh, give you big, gigantic, oversized clubs, big, gigantic, oversized balls. And they teach them how to stand, how to hit. Huh. I had the kids do it. I thought I had two golfers when I was little, when they were little. Um, it's a it's a fantastic program. If you want to do it, maybe me and you can go actually putt putt while the kids are, um, you know, Ooh. putting green while the kids are going through the program. I'll bring Kendall. They'll be able to hang out. They'll have a friend and they'll be able to, to learn how to golf. It's awesome. It's really good. All right, let's talk. I'm in. I'm I'm definitely intrigued. That, that, that that's very very cool. Uh, for you guys who had to jump over on Twitter because YouTube froze, we apologize. We'll fix that. We'll be back on tomorrow, but we'll post the whole video on YouTube. So if you missed any part of the show, we'll have it on YouTube if you want to go back and watch it tomorrow. We got the WinBet guys coming on. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to start our picks contest with all these small level college basketball tournaments. It's March. It's incredible. We're into March Madness already. I can't believe we have conference tournaments to bet on and watch and all day basketball. It's one of the greatest months of the sports calendar. It might be the best month of the sport of the sports calendar just because it's all month long yeah. for the NCAA tournament. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Definitely don't miss the show tomorrow. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back Tuesday tomorrow for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book.